you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets Action Network's NBA Daily Betting Podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday, NBA Slate. I am your host, Sean Little, with my guy, J.D. Joe Delera, Mr. Triple Double. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But, J.D., how you feeling coming off the big win? Dude, we're doing good. You know, it's that's not normally in my repertoire. I'm not usually throwing out lottos, but it's nice to always hit one. So, but... We're back to those minus 110 bets. <laughs> back to the boring life of the minus 110. I know people want to hear about the thought process, how you put that triple-double parlay together, 660 to one ticket. That cash is at the window. We'll get to that. But let's talk about best bets. This is Buckets. That's what we do on the day-to-day here at Action Network, presented by our guys over at FanDuel. I am going to pass. I have a lean, which I'll get to at some point in the show. Actually, I'll just give it right now. My lean is the Knicks on the money line or plus two, whatever you like. But it's not an official player for me. That's where I'm leaning. But J.D. Joe Delera, what is your best bet for the Thursday NBA slate? Dude, I love this spot for the New Orleans Pelicans. They're plus five right now on the road against the Dallas Mavericks. This spread to me is I don't know what I don't know what's being cooked in here. Like I get that, you know, I get that they don't have Zion, but plus five is just a little bit too much here. I think these teams are dramatically different right now. Yeah, let's get right into it because I, I gave out the lean. I'll shed a little light later on, but talk to me about the Pelicans and why you like this spot, them catching four and a half, five, depending on where you're looking. So one of the things that I like about this game in particular is the fact that it should be a relatively slow paced game. Uh, Both of these teams kind of like to operate, you know, in the half court. Uh, That's generally where they're a little bit more comfortable, but Dallas really leans into the half court. So Dallas is the number one half court offense in the league and they play in the half court, basically 85% of their plays. Um, 
and they just don't get out in transition. This, I think, is particularly problematic for them in this matchup against New Orleans Pelicans. When you have so many versatile defenders that like New Orleans has, you have Najee Marshall, you have Herb Jones, you know, CJ McCollum's not a good defender, but you have Jose Alvarado. Um, and then you have like Jonas Valanciunas like in the on the interior. You have Larry Nance. Like you have so many different guys that you can throw, so many different looks that you can throw at Luca and Spencer Dinwiddie. They're still without Christian Wood. I think that this is a spot where New Orleans, they have the 12th best half-court defense, and they really limit offensive rebounding opportunities. And that's something that Dallas also struggles with. So I think that this is one of those spots where they're going to be able to cut down on second-chance points for Dallas, and they're comfortable playing in the half-court, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Luka can only do so much, and he does a lot, but I do think that this is a little bit too tall of a task for a team that has so many different looks and options that they can throw at him. And that's comfortable playing in the half court and has one of the best defenses in the league. So I think the five points is great. I think you could even play it on the money line. If DraftKings gives us that promotion for the plus 10, the early win. Um, well, I'm probably going to take it there. Doesn't scare you that the Pelicans have dropped nine straight. They've been struggling. They obviously missed Zion yeah. tremendously. Dallas at home is overall better, but they're against the spread record at home. Still isn't very good. 10-16-1 ATS for the Mavericks in Dallas. The nine straight losses, you, would you say that's a spot where that gives you even more confidence in the play at plus five? I think it's one of those things, too. I think that Brandon Ingram is supposed to play in this game. So you, you're getting a little bit more back. And to me, I think that, the, yeah, I agree. I think that you're right. Like, I'm seeing them on a nine-point losing streak and then Dallas's numbers, like you said, at home and as a, even as a favorite, just a generally this season against the spread have been pretty poor. So no, they're at, awful against yeah. the spread. Yeah, this year. 18-33 and one against the spread are the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, Dallas. like I was being nice about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I do think that this is too many points. And I know that that's kind of a it's like a cliche to say almost, but I think that New Orleans' style in particular is well suited for this matchup against Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, the, the style thing is interesting. Christian Wood is out for the Dallas Mavericks as well. B.I. comes back. I fell into the trap last couple weeks ago now where I just felt New Orleans was going to be in a spot against the Timberwolves where they would just be so thirsty for a win. They had to have it. They played Miami yeah. tough. They played the Nuggets tough. Then they got home, second game at home. They played the Timberwolves and were up all game and got outscored by like 20, 20 plus points yeah. in the third quarter in that matchup. So that was tough, but I just it is think cliche that... to say it's going to be like a, a physical type of game, but that is how the Pelicans want to play ball. And if they're, and if Dallas is going to slow it up as is, that's where potentially the Pelicans can be affected. Yeah. And I think like when you really look at Brandon Ingram, like and what his impact is, right. So he's been playing, he's not, all the way up. Like, I think he's, I don't know if he's got like a full minutes restriction off of him, but when we look at him, he's one of, got one of their best plus minuses on the team as a, on the season. And when we look at it expected uh, or estimated plus minus, he's plus 2.1 on dunks and threes. That's in the 89th percentile of all players. So having him back and them getting into a rhythm, you can't understate the importance of that. New Orleans Pelicans, keep this in mind if you're looking for another angle on the game 18 and eight to the over when they are on the road and as underdogs 18 and seven to the over potential uh, a look at maybe a team total or the overall total in this matchup as well. Something to keep in mind. It's an interesting slate. 
this Thursday. Yeah, it's it's a little we weird. Have, as we record this Wednesday night, we have coming up. Um, We were talking about the Cavs. You sent me an interesting text message about that spot. Anything yeah. you want to want to look at with Cavs, Grizzlies? Cavs currently minus five over at FanDuel hosting the Grizzlies. So one of the things that I think is interesting about this game is obviously the Grizzlies are in a back-to-back and they're they're in a they're in probably like one of the worst travel spots that you can be in in the league because Portland's just far from everything. So they're playing in Portland. Uh, I think they're playing in Portland right now. And um, no, they're, they're playing home. in Memphis. I'm sorry. They're in Memphis. I'm, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. They're at home. Yeah, yeah. But either way, they're traveling. I hit the it's first half today, baby. I hit at the grindhouse. We hit the first <laughs> half. Let's, two and a half baby. let's go. But either way, they're either way they're traveling. Um, and they're going to be without Steven Adams. So that's tougher when you're playing a team. Number one, part of it too is like Nurk got hurt tonight. So they didn't have to deal with that type of big man. So it's a little bit harder to see how we would, how we can cap this for Memphis. Right. Um, but additionally, you're gonna have to deal with the two big men that Cleveland's got. You're gonna have to deal with Mobley and Allen. And as much as I like Xavier Tillman, I think that he's in another spot to bet his props again uh, tonight against the Cavaliers. This is a tougher matchup for them because you have two big bodies that you gotta have to contend with. Jaron Jackson Jr. He's been very, very good at not getting into foul trouble this season but you have way less of a line of defense. You have two guys kind of attacking the interior, not just one big. Um, and last time they were out here, this spread was dramatically different. The Cavs were an underdog the last time they played. Memphis wound up winning by one and not covering. Now this line's flipped dramatically. It's flipped to minus five for the Cavs. I get that it's a home game for Cleveland now, but that seems it does seem like a big line move. I wonder if there's some thought that people may sit um, or what the circumstances, or if they really, or, you know, if we're kind of looking at this, Steven Adams absence, is that, is really that significant in this spot? Yeah, uh, I agree. It is a, it is an interesting spot. It's always an interesting spot to look at teams on a back-to-back that overall are, are pretty young and, and like to get out and play every yeah. night, like Morant and the, the Memphis Grizzlies do like to do. So they, I think more, there's some teams in the league that you could look at back-to-backs a little differently than you look at other teams like the Lakers and some of these other older squads. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Steven Adams being missing there is, is also, they need him. It's definitely a factor. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he, out for he, the next yeah. couple of weeks. He's impactful. So. Yeah. yeah. He's impactful for sure. Not, um, and not, and not just being scary. Like he, he, he cleans up the boards. He, 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 yeah, he I contributes mean, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, he's one of the best rebounders in the league. And then he's also got an excellent two-man game with both John Morant and Desmond Bain. So I think that that kind of keeps the ball a little bit out of Dylan Brooks's hands, which is always a good thing. But, um, <laughs> you know, they get it. It's, it's, it <laughs> he, he really does help with the flow of the offense. So uh, I, he's somebody that I am concerned that they're not going to have. But I think that it's we'll have to see how tough this game winds up being with uh, with the Blazers as it kind of goes through. Yeah, I I'll say I'll chat a, a little bit about my lean here on the New York Knicks. I was in the Garden the other night when LeBron was in town. They ended up losing in overtime, but for a lot, uh, a majority of that game, they looked really strong. They looked solid. I loved Quentin Grimes attacking the rim. Quentin Grimes is extremely bouncy. I didn't realize how bouncy QG was until the last couple months. Where I'm like this guy is getting to the rim and, and is finishing in spots where I'm like, what is he? You ever watch somebody go to the rack and go up and be like, what's he going to do here? Like, how is he going to finish this? Yeah. And I'm watching QG punch it, reverse it. He's looked good. 
Now, I think just overall, this is a, a spot for me watching the Knicks closely. It's typically a spot where they're going to show up in a major way and try to get a W. The only thing that gives me pause and the reason why I haven't made an official play and, and, and plugged it in the Action Network app, the Knicks go on these lulls where they're winning every night. They can't. They, they look sensational. And then yeah. all of a sudden they look bad. They start losing games in bunches. For example, <laughs> go back <laughs> to the first week in December. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They win eight in a row. Followed by five straight L's. Followed by four straight W's. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's hilarious. And then you go to the mid, the second week in January. Four straight L's. Then they win two games where they probably, no one's thinking they're going to win. They get Cleveland in the garden. Donovan Mitchell ends up suiting up. They end up winning by a bucket, 105-103. Then they play at Boston, <laughs> winning overtime. <laughs> then they go to Brooklyn. Another another small number on the spread. They end up losing that game. Then they lose to the Lakers in overtime on Monday night. Or was that Monday? That was Tuesday. Mon- Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday. And then the next stretch of games makes me a, a bit nervous. Miami. These are all at home. Miami, the Clippers, and Philadelphia, who's been playing Philly's great been ball. Hot. Yeah. And then and then then they have to go down to Orlando, which is not a gimme. No. So not a gimme. It's it's I could see them losing a bunch of these like just to to follow the course that they've been on all season long and just drop five six in a row but they're gonna win one of these games at home on this four game they already already lost to the lakers i think this is the spot versus miami that they get the w yeah especially with oladipo oladipo is questionable we'll see if he plays um that would be big for brunson he doesn't have to deal with oladipo that'd be That'd be helpful. That'd be great. So, yeah. yeah. A little bit more Tyler Hero minutes. I think yeah. that what's interesting too is um they obviously are missing Mitchell Robinson on the interior. You know, his his defense has been is so, so excellent. But when we really look at these two teams over the course of the season, New York is just better. Like they are better yeah. over the course of the season. Like Miami, we always talk about this. You get the heat culture, yada, 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 yeah. like whatever, bing bong. Like, you know, the Knicks, like <laughs> the Knicks are top 10 in, in adjusted plus minus. They're, they're a much better team. Miami is 17 and Miami can't score. So like, this is one of those spots where I know that the Knicks don't have Mitchell Robinson, who's their defensive anchor, but Miami just doesn't have the scoring options, I think, to like really make this hard for New York. Like that's where I think the Knicks are struggling right now without Mitchell Robinson, right? It's like you're looking at this. Yeah, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Tyler Hero. You Bam has been playing a lot better in terms of his offense this season, but none of those guys are people that I'm like, I'm nervous about in terms of like my defense being able to scheme around them. Like, it's just, it, I, I, it's not like disrespect to any of them, but you know, the guys that I'm concerned about coming in are guys like Donovan Mitchell or, you know, like LeBron, Anthony Davis, like those guys, and especially scoring bigs on the interior. So they don't, that, that's not something that they really have. And like, bam, his game has been good lately, but I just, I don't, really respect it in that way at this point in time, especially with the way the Knicks offense has kind of looked, even without Robinson. You know what can be interesting here? Knicks first half, best first half team in the NBA against the spread, 36-15-1, 34.26% like return that. on investment if you're running one units 
each and every night this this year on the Knicks in the first half. It could be a potential spot for, for the Knicks coming off a, a tough L on Tuesday on national TV to bounce back at least early against a squad in Miami that struggles to score. All right. 100%. Let's get to the, the business. Jones Alera, in case you were under a rock, <laughs> it's easily the parlay of the year so far here in 2023 as we sit here on February Second, JD put together a 660 to one odds triple double parlay. LeBron James to get a triple double at the Garden versus the Knicks, cash in OT. Lamelo Ball to pick up a triple double, <laughs> cash, no problem. And then it was in my head. I'm like, this is two storybook. That the easiest leg is not going to cash here. Yeah. He yeah. Plus 145 to cash a triple-double. Jokic comes out gangbusters. It's and it crazy. looks like it wasn't even a sweat, the final triple-double. Take the people through, J.D. How'd you come up with it? What were you thinking when you when you logged <laughs> it? And uh, how you feeling? So me and my one buddy, Brian versus the books, you guys see him on Twitter. Uh, we were we were talking about some triple-doubles. And like we were, Jokic is obviously always in the conversation for triple-doubles. And we were talking about LaMelo's RA against the Bucks because he's really been hitting that line a lot. And we were like, let's put these together. So we did that. So I actually had a free bet on those two legs alone. <laughs> like, and then, and then I was like, you know what? I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, wait, LeBron is nine assists away from passing Steve Nash on the all-time assist list. Yeah. I had already bet his rebounds and his RA, put it in the app. And I was like, so I already liked his rebounding spot, right? And then I was like, you know what? He's in the garden, hasn't played in the garden since 2020. He's got an opportunity to pass a legend. Like my all-time favorite player besides LeBron is Steve Nash. Uh, he was like my favorite player growing up. And I was like, he's got this opportunity to pass Nash in the garden in like a huge spot as people are like watching him, see how the scoring's going, whatever. I was like, this is, this is good. Like, this is, why not just add him in here? So I did it. I round robined it. I hit it straight and uh, I tweeted it out pregame. So I wanted every like, I was like, if I see a lot of like that, like I want people to also be able to get it. I put out sure. everything for free. You guys know like action network just pays me. So <laughs> you guys don't have to, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I put out everything for free. So I got it out there a couple minutes before tip. Um, probably like five, six, maybe seven minutes before tip. It was just, that's when I put it out. I was recording and I was like, oh, you know what? I got to put this in. So it was, it was electric and they almost robbed us with LeBron. They had, they called yeah. that one at the end of the fourth quarter, that team rebound. I was like, this is Clear crazy. Board, by the way, what? Clear board for LeBron. Clear board. I was screaming. I, I was, was like, really, I need, yeah, I need I the like Memphis scorekeeper there <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, the pattern needed no that that was that's already been defunct by the way don't believe oh yeah no i know bet jaron jackson jr that's cashing <laughs> yeah uh so yeah man i was it's funny because i was i didn't i was at the game i went to shoot around i was doing some work yeah. for msg and i was there so i didn't see your i didn't see the play come out i wasn't on twitter i posted yeah. a couple of videos but i wasn't like on my timeline Sure. And of course, uh, I'm watching the game and I'm like, oh, yeah, like Le LeBron needs one more for a triple double. Yeah. And I see the loose ball kind of fall to him. 
I'm like, oh, there it is. It was 100%. And Rebound. I look up at the scoreboard, the Jumbotron, and it flips to 10 boards. It I'm gave like, it to him. Yeah. And then it comes off. And I'm like, oh, man, they didn't give it to him. It was it was messed up, honestly. I was like, yeah. this, I was like, I was like, dude, how are you not count this? Like, yeah, not not yeah. like this. I can't no. go out like this. this no, is so it was and it then, was a like. But yeah, and then we and then I say we because you know I'm always rooting for for all my guys yeah. to cash. <laughs> but um, an overtime, easy one. Air, yeah. I think it was an air ball. It was an air ball. Yeah, I, I was watching, it, and I was like, there it is. That's it. Yeah. That's triple it, double for LeBron. It was the one time I was rooting for the Knicks to just not make any shots. I was like, please don't make anything. I was like, I don't care. Like, we can take the L here. Um, so it, it was, was it was tough, too, because a lot of people were on LeBron over 28 and a half points. Yeah. And he came out so lackadaisical. Like, the first like, – I would say the whole first quarter and even, like, half the second. Yeah, he wasn't he just trying. Wasn't really, he just wasn't really engaged offensively. No. And then he ends up scoring 28. A bunch of people around me were screaming and one on the last the last layup trying to get him to the free throw line, but no, nah, it, uh, it wasn't happening. <laughs> it wasn't it was not happening. All right, that's gonna do it for the Thursday edition of Buckets. To recap, JD, what are you playing? Uh, I'm on the Pelicans plus five. Take that down to you know four, four and a half. Um, I would even sprinkle the money line here. I am looking at the Knicks potentially first half. Make sure you follow me on the Action Network app. I've, um, we're going to get back on track here on the, the rest of the NBA season on the second half. I'm really looking forward to it. We, 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 uh, we hit a bet today. We're looking good on another. JD is hitting triple-double parlays and has absolutely been cooking in each way, shape, or form. Make sure you catch his props article every Monday. It's absolutely a must-read if you're looking for, for, up, for, for angles, for information on the upcoming week. That's going to do it for us here. For Joe Delera. I am Sean Little. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. I'm at Chicago Flow. He's at Joe Delera. Action Network app is the same thing. Lock yeah. in with us. Make sure you get buckets. We'll see y'all next time. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.